0: Hey guys, welcome to Shooting Blanks. The other day I talked with uh, Nikki and it was a very interesting conversation because I've never heard of what she's going through before. She's uh, battling endometriosis and I haven't heard of that and I wish I did because I could have been more aware in case it happened to my daughter. Um, Because of what she's going through, she's now an advocate for suicide prevention and helping women all around the world dealing with this and it was a eye-opening experience for me and a great learning experience so i hope you guys can uh, learn as well and share this information thanks oh well hello nikki it's um thank you for coming on uh this is uh welcome. thanks
1: for having me
0: good it's apparently it's east coast it's east coast day so um and yes. i know it's late there for you it's after nine so <laughs> we will like uh, my bedtime right oh man i couldn't even imagine starting a podcast at nine o'clock that sounds horrible so thank you for that so you do a lot of work with what uh i've been doing a lot of talking about in my podcast with mental health and that's why i reached out to you to come on and to talk about about what what you do um for mental health now we started to talk about that like three seconds ago and i was like ah, yeah. so let me hit record and, <laughs> and jump into it um because it sounds like there's a lot that that you've dealt with and seen and experienced and you have a lot of knowledge and experience on the topic um on different aspects of it it sounds like which is which is great well, the best um,
1: knowledge i feel like to have is the person that actually goes through it
0: true that is that is very true um i haven't i haven't dealt with well, I've only dealt with it through other people. You know what I mean? I haven't dealt with it through like myself, so to speak. Um, in different aspects, different avenues I have, but I've always, I guess, snapped myself out of it. You know what I mean? What Whatever it was. Um, so what, r- run down whatever you're open to talking about. Run down whatever it is that, that got you into where you're at now with being an advocate and having so much passion for mental health awareness and suicide prevention and everything that encompasses that
1: well ever since at a young age I went through a lot of hardship a lot of you know abuse physically, mentally, sexually
2: hmm.
1: you know so from a young age at a teenage age you know I was very suicidal, tried taking my life a lot then my relationships that I had with men mimic from what I- I grew up around my childhood and got into abusive relationships, whether they were once again physically, mentally, emotionally. So I've never, I've always never got to escape that suicide, depression state of mind. Yeah. And, you know, I always, I was always the one that I'm okay, I'm okay. I was always the one to help others. Yeah. You know, I'm always there to be with everybody because I know how it is to be on the dark side. I know how it is to feel like, It's not that you want your life to end, you just want all the bad things to go away. You want to be able to forget that and bury it, but it keeps coming back to you. Mm. I mean, I've tried therapy, I tried medication, they diagnosed me with severe depression, PTSD, Mm. anxiety. But I always kept myself motivated. I always kept myself out there, kept myself busy, um, got into a job I love doing which was the laborers union local 1298 which that's for nassau and suffolk county out on long island new york and loved what i did i was in the apprenticeship um i mean i was in the apprenticeship i had got my foreman's wanted to pay me journeyman's pay because i was working harder than most guys on the job
0: that's fucking awesome
1: and nobody believed me they're like this girl's coming into work with her nails done and everything and like you know she's really gonna sit here it. i'm like i don't want to be a flag girl i don't want to sit there gonna, you know by a pole all day right right <laughs> oh and then the end of 2014 i c- couldn't walk i was in a lot of pain had another back surgery because i already had one back surgery when i was 18 from a rollover car accident i was in wow and um thought i was gonna go back to work no I ended up getting pregnant with my second child had to have a c-section because my first child was an emergency c-section so i didn't have complications from that i had a second c-section and that's when they found the mass on my stomach oh shit so i had to go for all this testing they couldn't figure out i had surgeons that were like we're not even going to touch you because you have the 50 percent chance of making it out of the or wow they were afraid i was going to bleed to death or something so i'm like okay finally found a surgeon that was willing to cut me open and figure out what was going on this now is in june 2015 and it came back that i have endometriosis which it's in one in ten women wow and girls because the youngest patient that i know of so far is nine years old you know it starts within the uterus it's you know female thing right but with me it's spread through my body wow it attacked my stomach they removed stomach muscle they removed nerves um I almost lost my kidney a couple of years ago. Last year, I had to have it on my liver. Last August, I ended up in the OR. That like, both your lungs are plush, they collapse. Oh. Now, it started attacking my... It just went through everywhere. Holy shit. So... I still thought, back after 2015, I was diagnosed. I'm going to go back to work. Oh, with some surgeries, I'm going to go back to work. I didn't know anything about my illness. Right. Now, mind you, I stopped working the end of October 2014... It took me until January of 2017 to realize I wasn't getting better, and I had to file for disability. Wow. Filed for disability. Obviously, the first time, because I didn't do a lawyer. I did it on my own, because that's what everyone told you to do. File for you first, then what you have to go for the second try, then you get your lawyer.
2: Huh.
1: I get my lawyer. So now, this was January 2017. By March, February, March of 2019, I'm in the court to see if I'm going to win my case.
2: Right.
1: But for my hearing, a couple of weeks later, I get the paperwork in the mail. Disability hired their doctors to view my case. Now, I determined I couldn't work as of January 2017. Yeah. They determined I haven't been able to work for years prior to that. So they automatically awarded me disability for the rest of my life. Wow. I cried like a baby because... It was good news because I was getting some type of money now, right. even though it's nothing because what I was making in the union, what I get a month, I make, used to make it one week.
2: Right, right, so, right. You know, it, it, it's,
1: <laughs> but that wasn't the thing. It wasn't the money. It was the fact that I had to stop doing what I love. Yeah. That reality hit that I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to be able to do what I love. Right. How am I going to continue? I fell into the biggest depression. You know, there's some days that it gets the best of me. My memories pop up on social media and there's pictures of me at work. And I might cry like a little baby or say, why did this have to happen to me? You know, there's people out there that take advantage of a working situation. So I'm like, why me? Why somebody that's always, you know, went through a lot in life, always tried to keep the positivity from every negative situation I went to in life. And this had to happen to me. Yeah.
2: That's normal. So then
1: I got involved. I became an endometriosis advocate, which I was the New York president for the whole New York. I ran events in New York City. I ran events at hospitals. Wow. I worked with top known doctors around the world.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Endometriosis also plays a big part with suicide because okay. there's no cure for my illness. Mm. Um, It's basically keep having surgeries until one day your body just wants to give up on you.
2: Wow.
1: Um. But with this endometriosis too, there's a 50% people that contemplate suicide. We have lost a lot of girls that were endometriosis that committed suicide, whether it was an accident, overdose, or they were tired of the doctors not listening. They were tired of not getting help. They didn't have the support system that they needed. So they just gave up. So then I started running my endometriosis pages and I had a lot of girls constantly reaching out to me, messaging me, I had to give out my phone number, like, listen, you know, a lot of them, I had to talk out of suicide, you know, it's very, it is, it's a heartbreaking thing because you know what? I deal with it myself and it's like, I'm the type of person, as much as it sucks, it's okay for me to go through it, but it's not okay for anybody else to go through it. Even if you're my worst enemy, I still wouldn't wish that on you, Right? you know?
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, holy crap!
1: That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not even like all the details. I was just like skimming through it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I could tell that that was just the that was the quick watered down version of it. And it's like, yes. I don't even know how how I would handle that for for so long. Um,
1: the only thing that keeps
0: me because I do have a fifty percent fertility
1: rate. For some reason, God must have knew what my cards would dealt. Ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted kids. Yeah. I have to of my own. There you go. Yes, I'm a single mom. When I say, "How am I doing it on top of being sick and everything else?" But that you know was what? The next I love a challenge. I love a challenge. <laughs> I love to keep myself going. And as much as I might bitch, complain, stress the fuck out, it's rewarding at the same time to look back and say, "I did this. Oh, I got through yeah. this. Yeah, I helped this one out." You know?
0: Right. Right. So have your obviously your kids know uh, everything that that you're going through. Um, yes have they helped you out with advocating for people who are in need that need your help and guidance of like, do they see how strong mom is with having, because I'm, I'm sure that obviously that you've dealt with a lot more than what I have, um, in that respect of other people reaching out to you. I know that since I've started this mental health series, let's call it, um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, uh, wanting to talk, wanting to, uh, advice and, and everything. I'm like, I'm not I'm not the one to talk to like I I can try to refer you to people um, but it it weighs and that adds to it I would assume because I know that after a while I'm like I got to start talking to you and I don't talk to anybody (laughs) you know what I mean so it's like (laughs) you start talking to
1: yourself (laughs) yeah I'm
0: like what's happening right now because I'm not that I'm not that person that's that's you know that's very forthcoming with feelings and shit so I'm like you where I'm like I'm always fine i'm always smiling i'm always like we'll just get on and then i'll figure my shit out later but dealing with other people's problems has been an almost an eye-opener to me of it's not that bad to talk about it it's not that stigma related Of you know it's weak to talk about yeah. struggles and there's a mental like problem or i don't want to say mental problem i don't know another way to say it but a struggle let's say that um So how how have you handled that with dealing with your own stuff and other people's stuff?
1: It actually, believe it or not, it keeps me going. It keeps me, not that it makes me forget my problems and what I'm going through, but it makes me feel good being able to help others. You know, like, especially like when COVID first started. Yeah. I had all these girls, you know, inboxing me, you know, they're home all the time. So they're losing it a little bit more. They're, you know, in their brain a little bit more. And it's, you know here's my number if i'm not on social media here's my number call text whatever time of day you know i'm here you yeah. know because the last thing i want to see is another post that one of my endo sisters took their own life or something happened to them you know yeah just like you know we just i actually just did with my friend a childhood friend her brother passed away which just a year ago in september he was in a bad car accident mm. but he had addiction problems and um but it all stemmed from his childhood. He had mental health issues. Yeah, and we made a little site in my town for him. We got proof from the town, and me and another girlfriend of ours made this whole little mental health. I got green ribbons, and you know, we did these mental health rocks. And so, it's you have to bring more awareness. And I just feel like some, like a lot of people, like not a lot of people, but I feel like everyone's like, oh, mental health, like, oh no, that's just like, there's just something wrong with them. Yeah. Like it's uh, no.
2: Yeah. No, like, these are
1: people that are real problems like you know i i know a lot of people close to my heart were addicts you know family members friends and a lot of it stems from bad experiences in life yeah. you know or they're growing up or something bad happens to them and you know i have to say thank god i never had an addictive personality so i never had an issue with right. stopping anything you know did I go into my little thing, you know, when I was going through my second divorce? Did I go into a little drinking? But it was not nothing I couldn't stop, you know? I was aware of what I was doing. Um, did I stop in a month or two? Yeah. Was I able to function? Yeah. It was more of, you know what? I had to do what I had to do during the day. The kids are about to go to bed. I'm going to have a bottle of two or one. Or maybe three.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the trades for you. They, they, they build up that tolerance. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> wow that is insane for everything that that you've gone through so how do you deal with coping with it now do you see anybody regularly do you have to do therapy certain workouts does not or work with me okay. i try
1: doing therapy yeah i even just tried doing therapy recently from like last august until like the winter time it doesn't work with me honestly i feel like i can't be 100% honest yeah I'm also scared that I have kids. I know there's HIPAA laws and all this, and I'm, you know, I'm not with my kids' dad. So, like, God forbid, you know, they wanted to, you know, I, I'm afraid that I, I'm opening up. But, they, you know, so you get that thing that you get that judgmental. oh, she's unstable, or she's this or she's that because right. she's severely depressed or she has severe PTSD. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Like, I'm going to go sit there and go do something really bad. My kids are the reason why I do what I do every day. Yeah. they're the ones that keep me going you know yeah. my daughter she knows a lot she's going to be 10 i have a 10 year old a 7 year old and a 5 year old and my 10 year old she does know a lot she had to see a lot with my health you know especially when i couldn't walk and i'm walking around with a walker at 27 years old i mean i'm 34 now but i've been fighting this with my health for almost 10 years now mm. and um you know she she comes home and she was you know people ask her questions she goes how do you feel about your mom being sick? And she goes, my mom is a superhero. You would never think my mom was sick. My mom does whatever she has to do and she carries herself well. She doesn't look sick on the outside and she does not act sick.
2: You my go.
1: mommy could can feel not good and she's still doing it, you know? Or, you know, it was sad when she was a little bit younger. She came home from school one day. A kid in her class, the mother had cancer
2: mm. in
1: kindergarten. A year or two later, the kid was in her class again. But this time she came home and said, Mommy, the little boy was his mom. Wow. Mommy, is that gonna happen to you? You know? Yeah. So you gotta keep that brave face, but then as soon as you walk away, you go into the bathroom, you shut the door and you the tears just come out.
2: Right.
1: Because it's like, you know, that's the worst thing you ever wanna do is, you know, your kids are still growing up. I wanna be here for that, you know. (laughs) I don't wanna go until (laughs) you know, another fifty years at least.
2: Right, right, right. (laughs)
1: I keep telling my kids because my kids call me the cra- crazy wild mom, you know, because we're very outgoing over here. Yeah, you know, yeah, we like to have fun. We have boundaries, but we like to have fun. We like to enjoy life because I learned I learned that life is too short. Right. you know, look at what was taken away from me. Everything was taken away from me. Yeah, you know, being able to work, doing what I love, being as active of as I wanted to be, being more productive in life. You know,
2: yeah. and
1: we just. We just keep going over here. You
0: know, you. it's just... No other choice. My, my youngest son is actually... He's very much... Maybe it's because he's young. He's seven. So he hasn't been through... Like, my older two are 16 and 14. So they're in high school. So they're more closed off now because it's you know, they're fucking teenagers. Um, <laughs> but he's very much a feeler. And he listens to everything. So I think the last one was that song, Seven Years... And we're in my truck driving, and he's just crying. I'm like, what's wrong? He said, my, my family's going to die. I'm like, not right now. Like, I mean, you know, I had <laughs> so, to, yeah. I, we're, we're literally in the same car together right now, guy. Um, But I had to explain to him that, obviously he's seven, so I can't go into every, every detail, but that that's part of everybody's journey. And that that is something that we can't take for granted because we don't know officially when that's going to happen and then you go into the whole yeah dad's going to be here forever you know i'm going to be that crotchy old guy that you're like dad let go (laughs) like just you're 97 years old you're just mean like you're biting people uh that's
1: like i tell my kids they're like is something gonna happen to you because also my daughter's principal when i had one of my surgeries her principal went into surgery the same day as i did it was a friday yeah she goes back to school on Monday. There's an announcement over the last week of the teacher just turned 50. She passed away. She was having, I think, a hysterectomy or something and passed what? away on the OR table. And what? they don't know why, because she just turned 50. You know, as far as they knew, she was healthy. Yeah. And my daughter took it to heart they just celebrated her 50th. And she's like, mommy, I don't want you having surgeries anymore. So now it's at the point whenever I go for procedures, like this past April, May, I had four procedures back to back. When I go for a procedure or for surgery, I don't tell them until after the fact. Yeah. Because I don't need them to worry. They worry that mommy's not going to come home now.
2: Right, right, right. You know,
1: and I keep telling them, I say, because you guys, I say, you guys say that I'm crazy and wild. I say, you see how I act around here? I said, God's not ready for me. (laughs) God is not ready for me. He goes, keep on down there.
2: (laughs) Right,
0: right. Oh, my gosh. Man, I couldn't imagine uh, going through that with, with such young kids. That's that's hard that, that that's more than hard that's you are freaking it is
1: because you know what it's like they also didn't get to not that it was my fault but i also feel like they not that they can't they do have a normal childhood but it's a little bit different you know nice. like they have to deal with a mom that's sick they have to see certain things you know they have to see somebody coming in here if, if i just had surgery and helping around the house it's not just us for a little bit you know right um they see a lot
0: when how it has it been like, with, with you know, COVID? It would, did, did that affect you? You said you had something wrong with, with your lungs. So did that.
1: Yeah, well, see, I stopped going to the doctors because I didn't know what was going on with COVID. And this is when they were scaring everybody in the beginning. Like, oh my uh. God, like pretty much everyone's going to die if you could, God forbid, get it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And me having the issues that I had, I thought I was one of the ones that, God forbid, this happened. And maybe, you know, this is what's going to take me, not my health issues, but COVID's going to take me. Like, really, this is how it's going to end?
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: So I ended up finally, after not going to doctors for a few months, in August, I ended up in the ER. And they told me both my lungs were partially collapsed, and I had enlarged lymph nodes on my carotid artery. Okay. Now, usually enlarged lymph nodes, it's like from a sinus infection, so it's like two, four weeks to enlarge.
2: Right.
1: You're talking now at this point for a year and a half, mine enlarged. So they were measuring over two centimeters. I think my doctor said anything a centimeter over is usually a cancer. Mm. So they're saying lymphoma, this, that. I go, there was a couple on my carotid artery. This was last October after I was in the hospital, and I had to follow up with these doctors now. Um, had another one this past March. A few more popped up, but now they're on my jugular. So the ENT doctor said, "Listen, we might keep an eye on this, or we might have to discuss because surgery is a little risky." Yeah. But what I've noticed, because I've had to become my own doctor with endometriosis, because as, even though as it's as common as one in ten, a lot of these doctors don't know anything about it. Right. I, you're actually schooling the doctor, like when they're doing a sonogram, like on your kidney. Why are we doing a sonogram on your kidney? Oh, we thought it just stays in your uterus. Mm. It spread to my body. Why don't you guys do your research over here? It could spread to <laughs> anything pretty much right. you know your nerves your lungs your brain anywhere yeah. you know your organs it starts you know gluing your organs and everything together um so then i had to follow up with the lung doctor so the lung doctor's like oh looks like you might have a touch of copd okay doc i guess i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna stop smoking my pot so uh <laughs> right
2: you know they had me on
1: 22 pills a day for all my health Fuck issues that. i was against pills yeah. i took what the doctors were like did you slowly from each doctor did you slowly take yourself off and leave the doctor yeah 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 i did i did yeah. thank you because they start pushing pills off on you yeah no, I, I just smoke my i just smoke my weed now that's all i do yeah. you know i won't take the they were giving me painkillers out of the ass each month i'm like are you kidding me how many painkillers you want me to take the yellows the tens six of them a day what uh. am i supposed to do what how
0: do you function taking all that
1: <laughs> i'm like i can't even take more than two maybe a day right. if that there's your side you muscle. Know.
0: i mean uh don't do that
1: uh. <laughs> so i just think I, I i do and that's another thing too i push a lot of the whole marijuana you know natural stuff yeah um you know i call it like like my kids know it god's green <laughs> right that's what i call it yeah You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You want to give me all these pills, but then my weed, you want to, you know, I got to go pay for my, I have to have a license in New York to have weed. I need this. I need that. Really? But all these pills, I don't need anything. Right. Meanwhile, they give us endometriosis. They'll give us even fentanyl.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. But that's
1: okay. But I need a license for marijuana.
0: Wow.
1: Which I just got an email that my license expires in October. So I had to pay another like $200 for it that's Friday <laughs> but I'm allowed to have but I'm allowed to have all these other drugs no problem
0: wow you start slanging those outside fuck holy sh- that's ass backwards why Why the fuck oh my god I don't know this country is becoming more and more ass
1: backwards that's all I gotta say
0: man it's fucking crazy it, it is fucking crazy and sometimes it's almost to the point that you just gotta sit back and kinda like well, that's what we're doing now and you just laugh and just <laughs> exactly. go along and... oh that's what's going on <laughs> yeah yep Look outside. How do I dress for that one today? It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so freaking hard. And so, so marijuana and what about CBD? Does that help at all? I don't, I don't know anything really about this. Uh, Is it CBD painful? CBD I
1: was using at first. Okay. I was using a lot of creams and stuff like that, especially for like the back pain and all that. Yeah. Um, But really I just stick to the marijuana. Yeah. Um, That's about
0: it. Do they say how you the got it? The only thing that
1: I'll do, like if I have a surgery or procedure, because like my doctor would be like, why didn't you pick up your painkillers? They're still at the pharmacy. Why didn't you pick them up? Yeah. Um, I have edibles at home. I use, that's another thing I'll eat. Like if I have a surgery or something, I'll sit there, 500 milligrams. Oh, no problem, 1,000 milligrams. Okay, good night. You know, I'm going right? to sleep my pain off.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. So how do you? Oh, well,
1: just had, I just had a chocolate bar. You
2: should try it. It's good. Right? I'm like, oh, you what? What? What?
0: I actually just got high for the first time uh, in January of this year. So that was oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. You know, that that, that was that was fun. Um, so how do you? How do you get this? Is it? Is it hereditary? Is it luck of the draw? I know it's one in ten. Well, is it?
1: They said, for the most part, it is hereditary okay. because. For instance, my daughters have a great chance of having it mm. once they hit their menstrual cycle.
2: Yeah. Because
1: that's what happens during ovulation and menstrual. That's like the killer, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but that, that, That's what's mind-boggling. They know when you get pregnant, if you do happen to get pregnant with this illness, they know that it keeps it calm. So we know that being pregnant keeps it from making your body go out of whack and you're not in so much pain and this and that, but we still don't have a cure.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's because weird. Because it even
1: takes back to that Marilyn Monroe had endometriosis. Did she? Yes, because that's what all the rumors are when she had the miscarriages and then she had surgery and she left a little note on on her stomach right before she went into surgery, basically like begging and pleading that she does want to, you know, try to conceive eventually again. And, you know, they could save whatever they can save down there. And, you know, obviously they say, you know, her overdose or there's theories that she was killed or but also to leads to all the painkillers because we go through a lot of pain Yeah. with this illness, you know,
0: yeah.
1: it's painful.
0: Huh. And if they're don't pushing drugs like that, then...
1: I got, I got a few enemies and I wouldn't even wish it on them.
0: <sighs> Man, I can't even imagine that. And they're just pushing pills. Cause that's, that's, that's why I and have a problem. You know, it. It's like
1: a vicious cycle. Yeah. You know, it's like the doctor gives the patient this, then the pharmacy, makes the money. The next before you know it, these people are in rehab or outpatient or something because now they're addicted to it. You know, I went because somebody close to me was in rehab and this guy was a construction worker and he was in his fifties and he hurt his back and the guy I like I had tears in my eyes like listening to these stories. The guy got hooked on pills. And he was in rehab and he was pleading to his wife, you know. So he basically apologizing, you know, but at the end of the day do people do people say addiction is a choice i mean to me you go to stick a needle in your arm yeah it can be you know
2: right
1: but at the end of the day you don't know what everyone's battles are too you yeah. know so i don't judge yeah um to me i'm not a judgmental person there's a reason why people do what they do i right. don't know i'm not the one to say hey you're an asshole for doing this you know you're a piece of shit for doing this you know um but when that guy is in rehab because he hurt his back in construction and he got addicted to pills that were prescribed to him
2: right
1: and then you're pleading to your wife basically try to make things work out between you two yeah you know yeah so grown man cry and break down that's it's a game that they want to play you know it's, a, it's all about money, making money
0: well and that's and that's that's the problem. They're, they they're
1: legal they're illegal drug dealers is what they are. That's what it
0: is. And you don't know I mean a lot of people wouldn't know that they have it might not even be an addictive personality. They're just doing what the fuck the the trusted doctor is telling them to do. Like and look they, at me,
1: just one of them. The six pills a day. tens. Yeah. Tens. <laughs> not like little little baby pills, you know. Tens.
0: Right. <laughs> that and that's so freaking crazy and and then and that's even with mental health you go in there and say that you're struggling with this their first thing is here's a pill uh take this pill my dad was was on pills when he was alive for it to keep his the brain chemicals balanced so he can function and you can tell when he didn't take it and you can tell that he was in a fog when he did take it or he was just you know very short when he wouldn't and it's he wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know how to fix it, but it, it's 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 fucked either way. You're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, and it's. That's why I want to do this now of, figuring out. How to make it more normal to talk about, because I know especially with a lot of dudes that, you don't talk about it, because there's a fine a line. A lot of men. A lot of men. Have
1: that. With macho men, like you know where you gotta keep tough and we can't have that soft side and Yeah. You know, I even post something like that, like basically, you know, any men that need to talk or whatever, does it make you any does it make you a pussy? Does right. it make you less of a man? Like, right. you know,
2: right. no
1: like and we're human. We, it, we're allowed to have feelings. We're allowed to feel a certain type of way.
0: We're supposed to. Um well, we're 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 we are allowed to have those feelings. Um I know that it's getting easier as time goes on or it's getting better and more normal as time goes on. I think that it's almost scary in the sense that because as a man and how we're raised and, you know, old timers and all that fun stuff, we're supposed to be the protectors. We're supposed to be the Alpha and the Omega. You know, the the beginning and the end of the family and all that. And the second that you show weakness and it's like, okay, well, now what? But it's not weakness. And that's I think where the problem comes in is that people look at it as weakness because Nick's having a bad day or a bad week or whatever it is. And there's something going on. So struggling and instead of looking at it as a struggle and you're going to get through it, it's he's a little bitch now. So fuck that. And then it, you know, whatever. And it's, it's a huge, huge problem because that's what makes people not talk. And that's what makes men take their own lives just because they have no avenue to turn to. And so that's why I have a lot of kudos for you for giving, um, all the girls and the women an avenue to turn to and you're taking that on to talk to them and let them know that somebody cares somebody listens somebody understands and you aren't downing pills so there's ways that they can do it as well and that's fucking huge more so than than anything else that that i know that that people do for for a lot of this instance you know because i haven't even really heard of of what you have until you started talking about it so that yeah. just shows, you know what I mean? And I have daughters. So I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, <laughs> <it's> so...
1: <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So once they <laughs> diagnosed me, I'm like, looking it up. I'm like, how do you even say it? How do you spell it? Like, right. Do you right, know? right. And then one more, I started doing my own research. Cause like I said, you had to become your own doctor. You had to become your own advocate. And that's when I got into it more, you know? Yeah. And then obviously going through again, once again, with my mental, because like I said, it it was hard. even if i was driving on the road and i saw construction i broke down crying like why me i just wanted to pull over put my vest on on my hard hat and jump it right in you know like that's what i wanted to do
2: yeah
1: and it's like to be you know like even like like i said we're going back to like how people are judgmental and you know what can you say to doctors or what can you say to the therapist last december i was in a lot of pain Yeah. so i'm not the type to go run to the er because I don't deal with the ER. I don't like it. Just we'd be there for hours and to be sent home and be like, oh, we got to go follow up with this one. You got to go follow up with that one. So I'm on the phone and the lady's like, how much pain are you in? I'm like, I got a high tolerance for pain. Yeah. You build a tolerance after so many years of being into pain. So someone's yeah. 10 is probably like nothing for me, you right. know? Right. And I said, well, I want to put a gun to my head. That was the wrong thing to say. They were about to put me in the loony bed. <laughs> She's like, well, like, i think you need to get here and you know we're gonna have to like evaluate you and everything and i'm like i wish it was just an expression like i'm just trying to describe my pain like i can't take it anymore it doesn't mean i want to really put a gun to my head are you guys kidding me
2: right right I'm just oh, like, man. you know the
1: level of pain i'm in yeah <laughs> yeah oh crap. i'm like oh my god but this, that's what i'm talking about you gotta be careful what you say like even though i didn't mean like literally i'm gonna put a gun to my head right they took it as like oh my Can we concentrate on me being in pain? Not that I really said I was gonna put a gun to my head, like and I don't know. Maybe they see hear things that I don't know about, so maybe that's why they alert, but to me it was just like Yeah. I was just trying to describe my pain.
0: (laughs) So everything that you've gone through with your past and with this now, what has been harder to deal with mentally? The, the the relationships and that sort of uh, of abuse that you've endured and overcome or this ongoing illness that's just always there and always affecting you
1: i want to say you know what my past is my past i realized what i went through and why things happened to me why did happen to me i don't understand but then i'm like you know what it shaped me into the person i am today there's a reason not that there was a reason because some of the things should never happen or well, a lot of it should have never happened right but I have to say the biggest thing was not being able to work anymore for some reason. Really? And, um, yeah. And I went through a lot in life. But working, because like I said, that kept me going. Yeah. That kept, you know, I I, I, I love what I did. Everyone's like, you worked in construction and you enjoyed it? Fuck yeah, I did. I love that, that shit. Yeah. I eat, sleep, breathe. Until this day, even though I cannot work, I breathing until I die i still you know i go down to my apprenticeship i go see the guys you know i still talk to everybody no right. that's who i am
0: right is there anything you can do with your apprenticeship with the school or anything in the i know it's not the same not even kind of the same but in the office end of it whether it be teaching or taing or dispatch yeah, or something? I, I
1: can i can go down there if i really you know wanted to but you know what between all the doctors and surgeries I was having, and then yeah. obviously raising these three, you know, being a single mom. Right now, I'm trying to get into the mix of things. And then I said, you know what, once I have that free time, because this is the first year, actually, you know, that all three of my kids are in school now full time.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. my
1: son just started kindergarten. My youngest just started kindergarten. Yeah. So um, up until this past September, I at least had one of them up my ass. Right. So that that was another thing that hit me, you know, yeah. this past September. You know, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Who's going to keep me occupied? What am I going to do? I mean, I right. have been busy the past few weeks because school just started over here. This just started, so I've been nonstop going, you know. Right. Um, but I'm sure it's going to get to that point that it's going to settle and it's going to hit me again. And that's when I'm well, I'll probably go call you know the guy. Hey, can I come down there? Is there anything I could do? Yeah, listen, I even clean the bathrooms, guys. <laughs>
0: Put me to work, please. Put me to work. That's good because a lot of people don't have that now. They they uh they just don't want to. They would they would take what you have as an opportunity to not do anything and just sit at home and
1: and that's what pisses me off though. Not that I wish anything on anybody, right. but I've said to a lot of people, out of everybody, why did it have to be me to get sick? You know, I've always was a worker. I was ever since I was younger. I was always hands on. Yeah. You know, I started working at twelve. I was babysitting. My parents own a pizzeria since 1986 which is still in business to this day in the town i pretty much grew up in that's
2: awesome and
1: before i got into the union that's where i was working from 14 to 22 at 22 i got into the apprenticeship then i was working a little bit i mean i was working in construction then when i had to stop and i was in that in between of oh i'm gonna have a few surgeries i'm gonna get better and then i'm gonna go back to work before i figure it out in a couple of years, I had to file for disability. Yeah. I went back there to work few Cause I've always, I got to stay going. Right. Like even when I had, even when I, I had back surgery, stomach surgery, liver surgery, all these surgeries, I've had probably like over 10. I have probably over 50 procedures at this point. Everyone's like, can you just relax? Can you, can you, you just had surgery. I can't stay still. I yeah. can't stay. I don't know. I can't stay still.
0: You know, that's uh Had me thinking when you said, Why you? And to me, that's why it was you. Because if it was anybody else, they wouldn't do what you're what you've done and what you're doing. And it takes a special person to want to put the work in anywhere. And you focus so much work and dedication with the mental health aspect that with the suicide prevention with everything on it, anybody else would have just been, and I'm not judging for this because I might have I been the same way, uh, pity party. And it would yeah. have been, you know, just all day, why me? And just given up. And you're fighting because you're a fighter and helping other people have that same fight and a chance to have a longer life, a fulfilling life at that. And that's yeah. freaking huge. And that's why from my perspective, but who the fuck am I, is why it's you. You know what I mean? I, I, not that that makes it better. It's still, that's still shitty. No, it, you but, know, yeah. but... Because I've said
1: the same thing myself. You know, even though it sucks, there's there's a reason for everything.
0: There and, is, you know, even
1: if you don't, and, you know, even if you don't understand it at the time, you got to trust the process. And then eventually it'll make sense or it'll start coming together of why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm actually uh just you know to make it selfish you know because sometimes i you know i got to talk about nick here uh, <laughs> that's why i it's what i'm learning with this with with doing this podcast at first i just did it as just a fun bullshit thing which is still going to be i'm i'm actually growing it to have different entities underneath the shooting blanks umbrella um but it was always movies or sports or pop culture or shit like that that really didn't matter and there's how much shit out there of the latest episode of the Marvel movie or whatever the fuck is going on and once I started this topic which I was very nervous to do what was it two weeks ago it's been one of the biggest and best things that I've done uh, for other people to give them something to listen to and something to talk about and something to associate with and relate to and I'm more than willing to facilitate that for people like you to get your story out there, which would help more people than what you would know who didn't know that you existed and they could reach out to you. I'm not saying exactly. give everybody your phone number, but it's, you know, they can reach out and talk and understand, Oh my God, there's somebody else who's close to my age or my daughter's age or something that can understand. And been can get you something
1: close to it or been through it. You know, that's how like I was when I was first diagnosed with endometriosis. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, you know? Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a little research, and then, you know, on social media, everything has a group now. You know, there's yeah. a group for everything. Yeah. So I started clicking on these groups, endometriosis this, or endometriosis that, or endo this, all that. And as I'm reading these posts, because you, you start thinking, like, is this shit really in my fucking head? Like, what my body is going through and what I'm feeling experienced, is this just all in my head? Right. Or is it something that's really going on and then when you're reading these posts it's like we all share the same body like oh my god she feels the same way that that's going through that one's doing this and that one's feeling that way that 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 same thing happened to her that the happened to me and we're able to like put the puzzles together
2: right
1: instead of playing all these guessing games like these doctors do you know
2: yeah
1: well that's what's good about like being very open now you know like I, at one point, I was ashamed. I was never able to talk about my past. I was never able to talk about, you know, sexual abuse or, or physical abuse or mental abuse, any of that. You know, I not that I was ashamed, but, you know, nobody wants to say that, hey, I, I, I was sexually assaulted by a relative at a young age. Mm. You know, nobody wants to be open to that.
2: Yeah.
1: I started when I went to therapy, maybe about four or five years ago for that. Yeah. Finally. And then I realized, I'm like, i don't not i don't like to be a victim even though like some people are gonna say oh you are a victim of this you're a no i don't want to be a victim i want to look like a warrior i want to look like i overcame that shit i fought through it and you know what at the end of the day maybe my story like you said before can help somebody else right you know i don't want no one to feel alone
0: yeah and that's true and that's and there's a lot
1: of people out there that these you know a lot of people you see they they have nobody you know i've even had guys that I see on social media, sometimes some of them are open. They're going through a hard time. Hey, dude, I'll inbox. Hey, dude, listen. If you need anyone to talk to, bro, I'm here. Yeah. You know? And I'm that's,
0: here. That's so freaking huge for, for everybody. And that's what makes you an actual warrior is not suffering in silence, if that makes sense. Um, by putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and giving people an opportunity to learn about you and what you've been through, is what makes you stronger than most because you're, fuck it, I'm out here here's what I've been through, if y'all want to talk, get at me and we can figure this out and I can tell you what I did to help out and blah 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 and then go from there and a lot of other people like myself when you go through shit, you're just like we ain't gonna talk about that that never happened, y'all get what you see and then that's, that's essentially I was born right now and I've gone through nothing, you know what I mean and that's what I put out in the world because that's just what, that's what I do um, I'm not saying it's right. I know I need to fix it, but you're a hell of a lot stronger than I am, and I will gladly admit that. And I will gladly say that that, yeah, that that that's a that's the definition of what locals only is with being a different breed. That's exactly what you are, because that shit's fucking crazy to go through all that and still want to help other people and see what you should do with it is fucking huge. So that's a something I aspire to be so that's uh, even though you're younger than me which whatever Uh, (laughs) that's huge that is huge so what what would you tell right now anybody out there who's going to watch this and who's going to listen to this because it's going to be on multiple platforms if they're at their rock bottom what is the one thing that you tell them to start the process to climb up
1: you just got to take it it's, See with me, I don't know, because you know what? There's certain things you cannot say, and that like, that's one thing with me. In my head, it sounds perfect, and then when it comes out of my mouth, sometimes it's not what I meant to say, or it comes out a little fucked up, What, you know, I, I'm a high school dropout, too, okay? I, I fully get it. I fully get it. I was all about making money.
0: I fully get it. <laughs> I, I was about a the roofer <laughs> At 14 I was a roofer So I'm, I'm right there with you That You just do what so you gotta do So it's
1: You know what It's At the end of the day You can't tell people Oh like it's gonna get better Or you just gotta hang in there You truly need to Listen to the person And Let them Just know Eventually It's going to be okay Every time I Every time I'm in a situation I'm like How the fuck am I gonna get through this Yeah I feel like I'm not going to be able to get through it. And then before you know it, I look back. Wow, I got through that. And then something else fucking hits me in my face again. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get through this now? You know? So you also got to look at what you overcome, too. Because we all tend to forget every time something happens that the last time, though, how did we get over that? How did we, you know? So I don't know what the fuck I really want to say, but.
0: That's huge though. so so what I gathered from that is if somebody's at the rock bottom, the best your best advice for them to start to get better is find somebody you trust and talk to them and make sure that they're gonna listen to your words and not try to fix you. And that's my yes, problem. Exactly.
1: You don't want to because everyone is different. Right. Everyone deals with things different. everyone copes with things different. So what works for me is not might not work for the next person. Yeah. So you got to try to understand that person where they're really coming from. Really get to know who that person is, so you can come up with a solution on how to help that person out and yeah. get them through it and overcome it, or you know, let them know. Listen, I'm here. I'm here yeah. to guide you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to be by your side. You're right. not alone.
0: Right, and that's what I think. Uh, when I when I was on with uh, Quake and Victor, um, I think my second episode. That's what I said is that people it's almost like you have to warn them this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation but i need to talk to you and the second it gets uncomfortable if they're not aware they don't know they stop listening and they try to bail because they don't know what to say and they're scared and they don't want to listen to you spill your shit because it makes them feel a certain way which is selfish on their part but that's a human nature and that's my problem because i try to fix anything that people bring to me if it's hey here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm feeling all right we'll bet here we're going to fix it and here's what i would do well You didn't want me to fix it. You just wanted to listen you wanted me to listen. And let you know I care. It's gonna be okay. And what else do you need from me? You know what I mean? So that is that's that's freaking huge advice to tell people is make sure that they have that trustworthy person in their corner. So that's that's huge. So how would you what if When I put this out there, I'm gonna uh I have numbers and whatnot for for people that I'm going to put on this on this uh, podcast because I want to make sure that people have the right numbers and they don't reach out to me. Cause, I mean, you can, okay. uh, by all means, reach out to me. I'll I'll do what I can. But I'm I'm all, I'm only a person. I go through shit too, and I can point you in the directions of a professional because I'm not a professional. That's not. I can wire up your house. That's about the extent that I can do things, and that's not going to do you any good if you're going through some shit. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, then that's 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 what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna say. Have, have you learned? Have you noticed that if you don't have a trusted person right away to call somebody like a, a professional, like a therapist or anything, that that helps out a lot? Or would you um, recommend not? Or what, what 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 works best for you if you don't the have? Therapy to trust doesn't
1: you. work for me. I, actually, what works for me is talking to somebody that I trust. To you trust? You know,
0: okay.
1: I have a few people that I can open up to and spill it all out. And yeah. Help me get through
0: it yeah perfect that's what's up so yeah
1: I actually have a good support system so I'm kind of really lucky when it comes
0: to that yeah that's huge I, That that is that is great to have that is great to have man I can't believe how much you've been through I was not expecting that when you said uh, when I saw on your on your Instagram that yeah. uh, you know suicide awareness and prevention I'm like oh that's dope you know she works with that blah 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 I was not expecting everything to come out that came out um yeah and that wasn't even, like that's
1: what i said like i think really truly just like even like with these rehabs and stuff a lot of these counselors and stuff were ex-addicts yeah. you know they weren't an addict and that's why also like another thing too like i feel like it's better to have somebody help you that's actually
2: been
1: suffered there? well not that suffered but you know it's been through it Has yeah. actually been through it that's you know yep Instead yeah. of somebody that's like, oh, I went to school and I got a degree for this, and I only know about it because I went to school about it, you
0: right. know? That's
1: the only reason why you know about it. Not that you actually know about
0: it. Right, right, yeah. You don't understand what they're going through. yourself,
1: you
0: know? That's like me trying to talk to somebody who's not a guy. Like I said, I've been high, like, maybe twice in my life, and that was this year, and I'm 36 years old. So other than that, I was a drinker. So it's, I can't understand a lot of the stuff when it comes to, addicts and drug use and i can understand hiding it masking it with a substance because i did that with alcohol and violence but those are two completely different things um yeah i don't that's why i don't try to speak on stuff that i don't i i don't know just like that's the rule in my house on or my job site i'll never ask my kids or anybody i'm working with to do something i'll never do in turn to that i'll never speak on something that i don't know anything about that i haven't been through because then i can't give an educated not assumption, but response. If I've never gone through it, because I read about it on fucking that's Facebook. That's
1: knowledge you have is actually going through it. You know yep. who knows better than the person that's actually gone through it.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's why you know great. how that
1: person. You can't actually know how that person feels. Like I said, me personally. That's why I help others because I don't want them to feel that way.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's great. That that is that is huge. So I'm definitely well. I was gonna do it anyways, but. I'm gonna tag you in this. I'm gonna put everything up there. That way, people, if they do have this, if the if there's any girls that are listening that do have this and they need something somewhere, whether it's they're in Montana, Idaho, Oklahoma, wherever Anywhere. it is,
1: yes, uh, I actually a lot all around the world. I actually I'm in contact a lot.
0: That is awesome. That is freaking huge. So not just not just East Coast. That's that's freaking killer. Yes, I So love all that. over the world. I love that. Well, let's do this because it is uh, what ten o'clock where you're at. Um, almost one time, yes. Right. So let's <laughs> almost I stop my to go to bed. <laughs> exactly. So let's uh, let let let's put a pin in this, and then if you think of uh, a time that you want to come back on, just shoot me a message, and we'll set up a time, and then we <laughs> okay, can uh, dive into either this deeper or something else deeper that you want to get out to uh, share awareness to, and uh, we can do that as well. Um, when this is up, I'll tag you, and then I'll send it to you, so you can have the video, and you can have. Um, the links for the audio and whatnot as well. So okay. thank you for opening up and being on here. I really do appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure the people that are going to watch or listen to this, uh, appreciate it as well. Um, so thank you from.
1: You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me and let me share my story and my experiences and let me help others too.
0: Definitely. So from one union uh, brother to a union sister, thank you. Yes. Have a good night and we'll be talking soon.
2: Thank you. You too. Good night. Bye. Bye.